Welcome back, ladies, to her Sacred Sexuality Podcast. We are your hosts, Karen and Bethany, and today we are talking all about embarrassing and funny sex stories. We figured it was time to lighten the mood just a little bit after our last few episodes that were a bit more heavy and theological. And so for this podcast episode, we are doing another Sacred Slumber Party style podcast. So grab your pillow and join us as we are dishing all of our most embarrassing sex stories from our lives and from those online and listeners. So welcome. So I don't know about you, but I feel like the dumbest and funniest stories come from when we were young and dumb teenagers and we didn't know Jack about sex and our anatomy and turn on and all the things. We were just like afraid of being naive and looking stupid. So <laughs> I don't know. I remember that growing up as a teenager. Like you didn't want to be that one girl that didn't know what some term meant or had never done something that everybody else had done. So yeah. there's all this like sexual energy and pressure as teenagers growing up, even though nobody knew what anybody was doing. Like it was all new to most of us. And it was just all really embarrassing and awkward. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I was just <laughs> in that zone as a kid, but it's not like we're born with this innate knowledge of our femininity and sexual confidence, right? Like we're yeah. usually insecure, even for the girls that were like experienced and doing stuff with guys, like there were still tons of insecurities. Like we were all walking around, like trying to just feel accepted and loved and not be rejected. And so I yeah. feel like it's like a perfect setup for like the best and worst <laughs> sex stories. And I was, certainly wasn't having sex as a teenager, unlike my co-host here. <laughs> <laughs> I just totally threw you under the bus there. I'm it's okay. They <laughs> know. But I remember probably one of my earliest memories around sex was having a sleepover at my friend's house and overhearing her parents in the next room over going to town having sex. And I was oh I gosh. was probably like not even not even in high school yet, like probably middle school. And their bedroom was right across from her bedroom. So I'm over there, like, we're having a slumber party, just a little sleepover, like, innocent sleepover. <laughs> and we hear this, like, boom, boom, boom. Like, oh, the bed oh, is shaking. God. And they are, like, moaning and groaning. It definitely shook the whole house. And we and they were, like, mere feet, like, across the hallway from her bedroom. Wow. And it was, like, an older house. It wasn't, like, a, a, it was a small old house. And so we could hear everything and they probably thought we had like gone to sleep maybe they were like hey let's just do it they're the kids the girls are probably asleep but we're like lying there in bed like like snickering oh. and I'm like this is so awkward and like I feel even worse now for my friend who was probably mortified <laughs> like he was uh, yeah. going oh to God. town next door so at the time I'm like it was so feel it felt like so oh my goodness like they're having sex and now I'm kind of like looking back at it now I'm like Good for them. Good yeah. for them. For <laughs> a healthy sex life. For going to town. They, had a, they were doing well. <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so funny. Yeah, I think my earliest experience of like something that I didn't know if I, it was embarrassing at the time. I thought it was really funny though. I remember thinking it was so funny was I was probably in like third grade and I had just started to be curious about my body. So I remember one day I was just like innocently like sticking my fingers in my vagina and didn't think much of it, whatever. Woke up the next day and I w went to sit up and I queefed. 
And at the time, like, I don't know what that is. Like, it felt funny. And the sounds of a fart are hilarious, you know, (laughs) really at any age. But when you're in third grade, they're probably, you know, peak humor. And so I laid back down and I was like, what was that? And I like sat back up and it did it again. And it probably did it like five or six more times. And it was (laughs) so funny. Like I could not stop laughing, but I was like, I can't tell my parents this. This is so embarrassing. What am I going to say? Like, I wasn't farting. It wasn't a fart that was in my like vagina. And I had no idea what to do with that information. So I don't think I shared it with anybody until I was like an adult. (laughs) I think I remember that too, like for the first time queefing and like feeling like, I think I was married and I was like, that, that, that wasn't a fart. That was a queef. Yeah. (laughs) He was like, yeah, I know. (laughs) I was like, it sounds just like a fart. I promise I did not just. Yes. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, there's like women that can literally queef on command. That's so bizarre. That blows my mind. I'm like, how are you doing that? And they just like suck in their diaphragm and like can just make it happen. And I'm like, that's actually like very impressive, like pelvic floor. Control, yeah, I feel like. it's like the weirdest. <laughs> like you had trick. to have practiced that. <laughs> yes. so they're probably like like a master of their sexual pelvic floor and all of orgasms. Yeah, truly, <laughs> truly. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's so funny. I feel like our experiences and our exposure and how we were exposed to sex as kids and growing up really influences our sexual views and how we experience sex as adults, whether that was like being exposed to pornography at a young age or have experiencing sexual abuse, or just having like a lack of knowledge even about sexual experiences and, and sex in general and feeling awkward or ashamed or being shamed and having embarrassing moments happen where you were ridiculed or mocked for like your body or something physically about you, you know, all of these, like, or, or just even seeing sex portrayed on like movies and TV shows and thinking that's normal. Like, it's so funny. Cause like in all of the movies and shows I've seen, like sex is like hot and heavy and passionate mm-hmm. and they're like romping going to town. Then all of a sudden it's like this huge climax and they're like panting together together like at the same time it's always like this intense climb and then boom and I'm like none of that is like how sex really happened like it doesn't and it only takes two minutes it only takes two minutes it just it just isn't close to reality at all so we're given this view that like this is what sex looks like and then when you get married and actually have sex or or whenever you happen to have sex you kind of have this like reality hit like this isn't anything like the movies I've seen this like why is yeah. this awkward? why is this painful why why doesn't it work the same why am I not all turned on and panting and and like right. climaxing at the same time and and wanting it all the time like there's so then we kind of feel like I feel like we go through this like massive reality check very often as as young married couples like this is not what I was expecting right <laughs> We had one story. Do you want to share that one, Bethany, about yeah, <laughs> your so, first time? Yeah, this one story says, my wife and I were both virgins our first time. Neither of us had a clue what to do. So after extensive foreplay, she kind of aggressively rolls me over and gets on top ready to go. Then I think she just underestimated the quote unquote geometry of how things fit. Maybe she winced in pain, then just sits there staring at me. 
I freeze, not wanting to hurt her further while simultaneously trying not to instantly burst into my condom. This lengthy, awkward moment lasts at least a minute when she tries to move again, winces again, then insists we have to stop. I try to gently remove myself and lay her down, hoping she's okay. She's half crying until she sees me covered in blood, legs, penis, pelvis, etc., then starts sobbing. Then I look and see what she sees and say loudly, oh my God, it was a long night of her crying and me just trying to comfort her while wanting so badly to just clean myself off. It was a total mess in so many ways, but amazing at the same time. Married 15 years with three kids now, we joke about it all the time. (laughs) I read that and I was like, wait, wait, what? What just happened? Was she on her period? Yeah. Then we had to like dissect it. Like, oh, her hymen broke. Like they were virgins. Yeah. Her hymen broke, which is doesn't ha- always happen that dramatically. And 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 yeah. most women just experience it breaking before marriage and sex. But so nowadays, that's an unusual story to hear. But I just read it and felt horrible for this poor girl. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Well, and for him too, because it's like it's both of their first time. Can you imagine, like? getting so amped up about like having sex with your wife for the first time and her feeling the same way and like foreplay was great everything was great and all of a sudden it comes to like the the moment of truth and you have blood all over yourself like your wife is just all of a sudden bleeding everywhere and it's painful and you're embarrassed and like that 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 sounds so heartbreaking. I just feel so bad for her. Like, and I'm sure that lots of people would hear a story like this and say, like, well, that's why you should have sex before marriage. <laughs> right, like, right. I love how he said at the end, like, hey, we've been married 15 years and three kids now. We joke about it all the time. Like, obviously, that your first sexual experience is not gonna make or break your marriage. So, like, yeah. I don't know who needs to hear that. My our first time having sex, I was a virgin when I was married, and it hurt too. Like, we didn't have that happened, but it was definitely like, this is not pleasurable the way I've seen in all the movies. Yeah. <laughs> this is painful. This is like everything is really tight and you don't know what you're doing and you're fumbling around. Yeah. I think I told the story in another podcast, but I had like my hair all in an updo from my wedding yeah. day, filled with like hairspray and just I couldn't get it out and like pit body pins. We were trying to make it romantic, and my husband was probably like so gracious and like looking forward to it, but then realizing like not pleasurable for my life yeah well also even if you think about it like not to get serious on it but like just because they had waited until marriage that could have been somebody's first time like having sex with a rando you know and imagine like what what the aftermath of that would have been like if it was with somebody you weren't married to you know like they were already committed in this moment they had like made their vows and all that and there was a certain amount of trust that went into that for her to be able to like even afterwards like just cry in his arms and you know like yeah it's kind of it was sweet insane, when you like, think about it God. yeah <laughs> they trauma like, bonded <laughs> they trauma bonded <laughs> I'm getting, I'm kidding. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I would I just want to normalize like how how normal, like it is totally normal to have a not great first sexual experience. Yeah. And we have so much buildup toward it in our culture. Like, are you a virgin? Have you lost your virginity? Who do you want to be with your first, like your first time? And I just, especially for women, 
I just want to say like, if your first sexual experience totally sucked, no pun intended, yeah. <laughs> it was just lame or painful or embarrassing, like you are not alone, sister. Like this happens to a lot, a lot of women. It's, it's not okay. the same. Like guys have been typically jerking off to porn for years and it's not like this whole new thing, having this, someone else come inside them. Like right. so I think for women, it tends to be more sensitive and more awkward and there's ways to minimize that and just understanding your body and really giving yourself a lot of grace. So yeah, alone, sis, if that was you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> then we entered like the, the horny teenager phase. I feel like that's like its own vibe of, of embarrassing sex stories. I have one of just like my husband and I were dating and we were, the power went out and we went to, for some reason, that's what you do, I guess, when the power goes out and you're young and horny you go explore in the dark like we drove around we parked at some weird grocery store and all the lights are out in the parking lot we just start making out and then a cop car comes up and is like hey get out of here what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, like stupid stuff like that I feel like it's just kind of like littered through your teenage years <laughs> oh my gosh yeah I had a very similar experience we went to a Dairy Queen parking lot in the middle of the night and this was with my husband and we had sex and I was fully naked and we were in the backseat of the car and the cop came up and banged on the window and was like, you're loitering, like, let me see your IDs, blah, blah, blah. And so I had to like rush and get clothes on. And that was not in great. A, <laughs> in a Dairy Queen parking lot. In a Dairy Queen parking lot in the Buck middle naked. of Ohio. In Ohio. <laughs> and the cop yep. busted you. <laughs> busted. That is not a great experience I would want to have. <laughs> Ever. Yeah, you, oh you definitely God. won up to mine there. That, yeah. that cop's mine for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like you're loitered uh no sir we're having sex Can we're you having have sex <laughs> okay. that's, that's yeah call that's like cop code for anything you're not supposed to be doing it is loitering. yeah exactly loitering. <laughs> <laughs> um no sir I'm having sex <laughs> oh man so then we have a fun embarrassing story from a listener about sex toys she says I don't know the funniest thing, but we've had some sex toys that left us giggling like school children. Most recently, we got a pocket pussy thing. And if you don't know what that is, I'm just going to let you Google it. It is for the guys. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a fake pussy. So, So she said with every stroke, it made this noise like a slinky going down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) so she's jerking her husband off using this pocket pussy she said I tried so hard not to laugh and then it made a fart sound (laughs) (laughs) which is always funny farts are always great my husband also trying not to laugh is all like stop it I can't concentrate (laughs) I'm not sure if he's ever gonna try that again That would be an immediate fail of whatever that toy was. Yeah, that would be like, all right, goes in the bottom drawer. You can't even return it. Like, it's just going to go in the bottom drawer and never to be used again. Oh, my God. It's like you get, like something that's supposed to be discreet isn't even discreet. Literally sounds like a slinky and farting. Oh like, sounds are so triggering. Like, that would just kill the mood immediately. Oh, immediately. Yeah. Oh, we actually used a thing a lot when I was after I was had my daughter I had a c-section and all the rules about sex after um birth but I still wanted that connection and we used a 
a silicone egg like all the time after I gave birth to Davis. But this story actually reminds me of when I was about to get married at my bachelorette party. For it, we had a sex toy lady come to the house. And it Wait, was is this like a Tupperware party, but for like sex toys? Yes. Yeah. No. Yes. So funny. <laughs> it was actually so great. I if if you guys are interested in having toys, I would totally recommend doing something like that. Cause it was so much fun. We had like games and she like had like a, it wasn't a lubricant. It was something to like kind of get your clit tingling and she like put it in the bathroom. So when anyone went to the bathroom, they could like try it. And, um, and she just like showed us a bunch of new toys, like vibrators, dildos, anal beads, lubricants, all this stuff. And she, I think she was at my house till like two in the morning or something. And wow. I know it was like so much fun. And of so course you were the host. <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, yeah, it was for me, but yeah. <laughs> oh, it was your bachelorette party. It was my bachelorette party. Yeah. It's all making sense now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it was so fun. But one of the things that I ended up buying was this anal, like vibrating anal wand. And it had like really tiny, it was like for beginners, like really tiny like beads on it and it kind of like went all the way up and I was like oh my gosh I'm so excited like I'm gonna use it with Johnny and just thinking that I knew everything and was gonna enjoy all the crazy sexcapades after we got married and I remember coming home from our honeymoon and it was like the one toy I didn't bring, but I wanted to try out once we got home. And we like I think we tried for like a total of like a minute. And I was like Nope, I'm done. I'm good. I <laughs> it was am, not for you. <laughs> this is not it. This is not what I wanted. <laughs> and so I never, never tried, tried that. that is a whole topic for another podcast. Like yes. anything anal. That that is oh. a whole a whole other topic we are not going to get into now. But yeah, it's I think you either love it or you hate it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe, you know, maybe like by having by doing this podcast, it will spur some interest eventually, but I don't know. I just, so it was like a vibrating anal beads. Cause I know about anal beads are like, so like silicone little beads and you stick them in your butthole. Yeah. And it's supposed to be stimulating, but you're saying this was like a vibrating one. Yeah. Cause it was a wand. Oh, wow. Oh, like hard. Like it wasn't, I thought they were flexible. No, th- well, they are. I mean, this one had like, you could like bend it and stuff. But it was all connected and each bead was right after the next. It wasn't like, yeah, and it gets like bigger. So you yeah. More yeah, that that sounds intense. It was. Yeah, I was like, I, I can't do this. You're like, nope, it's not for me. Not <laughs> you know, for me. Anyway. Not for me. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember like trying sometimes to use like handcuffs or like silk ties. And there were like awkward moments where I was like, I, I have an itch, like, I, but I can't. <laughs> move my hand like can you let can you untie me <laughs> this is not like normally I don't like it's fun we're not we're not like into all the bondage stuff that's a whole nother genre like you might be into that <laughs> be okay if you were <laughs> I mean yeah like if it's yeah go for it but that's sometimes it's just fun to wear all some handcuffs or silk ties or like or a little blindfold and you know just have some little fun but sometimes it also doesn't work out and you're like I, I have 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think the use of my hand, like you don't realize like, oh, I have an itch in my eye and I don't want to ask him to like stick his finger in my eye. <laughs> okay. Yes. You're like trying to move. Or like, <laughs> you know, that moment when you're like cramping, when you're like leg cramps or your toe cramps, you're like, wait, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> hold on hold on hold on yeah I feel like guys definitely have it worse like in the sex department because they're depending on what position you're in but if you're doing like typical missionary or whatever there's a lot more like physical exertion on the part of the man (laughs) and sometimes it's like if it's lasting a long time like he'll get you know there's like leg cramps or he's like sweating because he's they're working hard and we got it easy like we're just like Woo! I don't know. Laying down. Lay down here. I feel like there's lots, probably lots of times where there were like leg cramps or he was, you know, but after it, like at the end or the next day, there was soreness. And I'm like, what's wrong? Like, I don't remember being particularly like. I was fine. Like, and, and then I remember, oh yeah, he did all the work. <laughs> so then we have sex, funny sex stories after having kids. And this mm. is a a whole, if you have not had kids yet, just wait, just wait, because <laughs> this is where it gets good. It, it, I feel like there is never a dull moment when there are random children knocking at the door at any given moment. And oh you gotta yeah. be on your game. You gotta remember to lock the door. <laughs> yes. So this couple said, we were attending a friend's wedding and had gotten a hotel for afterwards. At the time we had two kids, we now have three, and date nights were few and far between. Needless to say, we were excited to be kid-free for the night and had planned on going a little crazy. We got back to the hotel, ready to jump on each other and have wild, passionate sex. But after dancing for hours, I was sweating, wanted to take a shower. So why not have fun in the shower, right? I tell my husband to grab a bottle of champagne and join me. We're kissing, groping, drinking straight from the bottle. It's amazing. And then my dumbass decides to take it a step further. I grab the bottle, drop to my knees thinking, wouldn't it be so hot to drink it off him? Wrong. Long (laughs) story short, the bubbly alcohol ended up being pushed into his urethra. All all of a sudden, he's hollering in pain and falls to the floor in the shower. I start freaking out because I have no idea what was happening. After 30 seconds of panic, he starts dying of laughter as he tries to explain to me what just happened. And that's how we ended up lying on the shower floor while it was still running, laughing like absolute lunatics. Oh, <laughs> there my. are things you don't even think of when you're like in the mood and hot and crazy, like, oh, champagne, of course, this looks like a great idea. And then partying. <laughs> Yes, I didn't realize like how big of an issue things like lubricants or liquids getting into the urethra of a man would affect him. And then you've got like, I'm sure if we, if we interviewed an emergency room, you know, worker or nurse, they, the nurses I know have dozens of stories of people coming into the ER with random objects in their asses. Like, I would love to do an episode on that. We could probably fill a whole episode just like objects people stick in their butts and and why you should not do that. Like light bulbs, I've heard of like light bulbs and like stuff that's gonna break like glass. Like how like you have to be a crazy kind of stupid to think that that would ever be a good idea. You're gonna end up in the ER so embarrassed you'll never talk about it again. But the frequency at which this happens, from what I've heard, according to like ER workers, is like off off the charts. It's like all the time. (laughs) I'm like, 
how how is that possible? I just want to know the thought behind it. I want to know what's going on through people's heads of like, this is a good idea. You know what sounds like really enjoyable right now is a light bulb up my asshole. Yeah, like having glass (laughs) shattering in my asshole. That sounds like a great idea. I feel like some people just have this like, a need for excitement and danger and that's actually a turn on for them that like it somehow becomes a good idea to put like glass objects in your butt or whatever other crazy objects they they think of if you have some good stories on that dm us and we will (laughs) we will share because i feel like there's no end to those stories (laughs) it blows my mind (laughs) we were talking about sex after kid and what that's like and we found a story of this couple so they said We were doing it quietly as we usually have to do now with three plus kids. Door obviously locked. We were just spooning and he was about to come. He always tells me he's going to come. And when he's about to, the youngest, I say about three at the time, knocks on the door and goes, mommy, I'm going to poo next to the toilet. This obviously put him off. And I go, okay, mommy's coming. Pardon the pun. I jumped up and got cleaned up and my husband is raging oh no (laughs) sounds crazy I I have a a story similar to that this actually happened not very long ago we were having sex and we thought let's do it like spice things up let's do it in his office right like we have a home office on the first floor so rather than like in our bedroom um and I was wearing like this like fun like pink you know kind of dress type like mini dress and we were in his office which is a nice office it's like carpeted and so I think we're on the floor like you know doing the foreplay getting into it and all of a sudden I hear this like banging on his door and just for reference like my husband's office is soundproof like he went to great lengths because (laughs) he is quite the introvert and we have very loud children He went to great lengths to like insulate his office, like when we built it and bought our house. And so when you're in his office, you can't hear. There's a movie theater room next to that. You can't hear anything in the whole house. So we hear, this is probably like 11 o'clock at night, like banging on the door. And then I hear crying and I'm like, oh no. So we're like scampering because he's naked. So I'm like, okay, you go put your clothes on. I'll I'll answer the door because I have something on. And we have three girls. So our seven-year-old and our four-year-old are literally sobbing oh. on the other side of the door. They're like, where are you? Hey, we're right here. We didn't go anywhere. Are you okay? Like, what's going on? I'm thinking, like, she got scared. She had a nightmare. And then so she's like, I looked, I woke up, and I couldn't find you. And this is, like, the, the kid that wakes up all the time. Like, you know, that you just know. Like yeah. it's like clockwork 11 o'clock every night. They're going to wake up and look for you. And they just need you to like tuck them back into bed and nothing's wrong. Well, yeah. she woke up like she always does, comes into our bedroom. We're not there. So what does she do? She kind of panics and gets scared. Like, oh no, mom and dad left or like something's wrong. And so she looked, she looked all around for us when she couldn't find us like in the bedroom and wherever else she looked, she goes and wakes up the other two kids. So she wakes up my oh. nine-year-old. They tried calling us calling my husband's phone on my nine-year-old's Alexa because they it actually connects to the phone somehow they figured this out I didn't even know how (laughs) you can call their phone like our phone if they needed to but we left our phones in our bedroom because we're like 
in the moment. So they're calling the phones that are in the bathroom. Oh. They can't reach us. So then they go wake up our youngest, the four-year-old. Like, I don't know how she's Like, she's going to be them. able to help. <laughs> she's going to somehow help them and know where oh, we are. have the answers. Yeah, they're gone. They left us all alone. And of course, my my middle child doesn't want to be scared alone. So she has to wake up everybody. So now they're going, this is all happening totally unbeknownst to us. We're in the soundproof office. So yeah. through the house, they're turning on all the lights. So when I come out, my like little pink dress, every light in the whole house is on. Oh. And, and, and and like hilariously my nine-year-old fell back to sleep with all the lights on in her room and so she's like whatever forget that I'm going to bed and so we've got like I'm having to comfort my seven and four-year-old because they are literally sobbing like my four-year-old's only crying because her older sister's crying right she like, what's going on but they're like legitimately panicked I feel that I feel horrible right I'm like oh no like it's okay we're here like honey we would never leave you we never leave no. you like we're, we're always here for you like or we'd have a baby like don't you don't have to be afraid of that so I'm like comforting that I'm like okay come on let's go back to bed while you're and in like, like lingerie yeah yeah right <laughs> and then of course my middle child is like mommy why are you what were you doing and she's like now she's confused like now that she's calmed down and she's like what are you doing in daddy's office and I'm like well mommy and daddy were, were cuddling you know like we let we cuddle we like to cuddle just like yeah. you know we cuddle with you guys we were cuddling thinking, okay, that'll, that'll be fine. That'll, that'll explain it. She'll be fine. Well, but mommy, why are you wearing a dress? Or why are you wearing that pink, that pink dress? It's like very, you know, short, like little cheerleader kind of thing. And she's like, but why are you wearing that? I was like, cause mommy likes to dress up sometimes. You, you guys like to dress up, right? <laughs> said, well, why wasn't daddy wearing any clothes? She must've like seen like he did, he just had underwear on like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, why did, why wasn't daddy dressed up? he's just wearing briefs <laughs> and I'm like this is like 20 questions here child you need to go back to bed you should literally. not be but she had like literally like a like 20 questions for me but where'd you get the dress mommy like <laughs> what, what were you doing in there why were you in there what what were you doing what are you cuddling and I'm like oh I have to, like we're gonna have to talk about sex and have this this talk for sure because she was not at all satisfied with my answer yeah. that we were just cuddling and we're you know we we're dressing up and we we're having fun and mommy and daddy like to do those kinds of things and you know I was like I'm not gonna have that conversation right now but honey like it is time for bed and yeah. she and then I'm thinking okay she's gonna go to sleep and forget about it like three days later she's like mommy where'd you get that pink dress oh <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, you remember? Well, I, I don't, I don't know. I think daddy got it for me. <laughs> she was a different dad. Like, did you, did you like that dress? It's like, yeah, it was pretty. <laughs> oh my God. That is the best. It was like, she would not stop asking questions. And so I'm like comforting her. And then I'm like, I feel like I'm being interrogated by my seven-year-old about like, what were you doing? Really? How dare you have sex somewhere I did not approve of? And what yeah. are you wearing? And, I, and where did you get it? Yeah. <laughs> Send me the link right <laughs> now. Like, not a conversation I'm going to have with you right now. You are going back to bed. I love 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm going to give you a hug. You're safe. Gonna tuck you back in and gonna kiss you good night. <laughs> so, yeah. so after well, all that, we decided we'll just skip the the office 
you know, adventure and we'll just do it in the bedroom. And we had a great, a great time there. I was afraid it was like going to kill the mood completely. Like, let's just go to sleep after all of that drama. Yeah. But no, we, we still had a great time. We just moved it into the bedroom. And well, that's amazing. Everybody was happy. <laughs> but that was like, I was just, insane. it was great. I'm like, this is a whole new level of like questioning I have not encountered. <laughs> yeah. It's like I interrogation. Like, yeah. It's like, I think my older kid was not as inquisitive about this topic. And now that I'm like dealing with my second one and there, she's like having wants to know all the things. And I'm yeah. like, okay, this, this conversation is going to be different than the one I had with the nine-year-old, the 10-year-old now. And yeah, like parenting opens up this whole new world of, <laughs> of embarrassing sex stories. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so funny. I only have like one story that recently happened within the last year, but I went to go get a massage. I was so sore. And like, you know, like when you're sore and you're muscles like when they get massaged it kind of like tickles like that's kind of where my body was at and I don't know if I was like ovulating or what but like I (laughs) I was getting massaged by this woman she was like an older lady and she was like rubbing my back and she was like pushing my body though so my body kept like pushing up and down up and down and it happened so fast that I can't even like I can't even tell you like, oh yeah, like it was turning me on. It wasn't turning me on. Like I had an orgasm. I had a clitoral orgasm. (laughs) This woman who was like rub, like pushing my body. And I was like, just stay still, just stay still. Don't move, don't move, don't move, don't move. Like I could not, I was like dying inside. I was like, did you like make any noises or did you? No. You just no. like suppressed it all. And put, I like, just kept it all party like, in your pants. <laughs> yep, basically, the only part of me that it was like all concentrated right to my vagina. <laughs> and that was it. I was like, there is this. I was, I was just like, there is no freaking way this is happening to me right now. Like, how is this taking place? I don't even know how I got here. I, I didn't come into this place like. You know, people pay extra money for that at massage parlors. (laughs) I literally got a happy ending. You did. An unintentional happy ending. An unintentional happy ending. (laughs) You're not allowed to. That's technically, like, there's warning signs nowadays. Yes. In massage parlors. Like, we do not do sexual acts. So don't ask. not on purpose. The poor woman (laughs) didn't even know what Not on the menu. (laughs) That's hilarious. That has never happened to me. Yeah, I, I pretty, I'm pretty sure it doesn't happen to many people. I don't know how it happened. It was so <laughs> bizarre. I've had many massages since. I've never had that happen. Do you like since. easily orgasm? I mean, not like, uh, it's not like you touch me and bam, I'm there. She just kept doing the same thing over and over again. That's, that's it, like the same motion? Yes. Like, for those of you who are new, like this, this is like a big key for like or women orgasming. This is so funny. You said that like changing it up, you have to like start it all over again. But if you're doing yes. the same motion over and over again, repetitively, it builds and like helps women climax. If it feels good enough, it doesn't feel good. It's not going to build anything, but if it feels good yeah. and you keep doing it, that is hilarious that like her motion was doing that. Yeah. And, <laughs> climax. Oh my and God. I remember thinking like, like, I, I I started clenching because I was like, I don't want something to happen, but I think that made it worse. 
so I did myself you no could have just moaned and she probably would have thought she was doing a really good job with the massage yeah she probably would have been like oh does that feel nice like, yeah. you're like oh that was the best massage of my life I've never had a better massage oh my gosh that is so crazy uh, <laughs> I thought there we will share one last one. This one is a pet, you know, story. Don't worry. It doesn't involve like sex, having sex with pets, but it involves yeah. a pet. <laughs> but it does involve a pussy. It does. <laughs> a literal pussy this time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So she says, I was lying next to my husband in bed in the dark and things were starting to get hot and heavy when I felt something on my left nipple that obviously wasn't him. I looked over and there was my cat sitting there with his curious little head tilt and wide innocent eyes just tap tapping at my nipple <laughs> like he was trying to figure out what it was. <laughs> it was kind of like what they do when they see a bug on the floor. I immediately lost it and burst out laughing until I had tears rolling. I apologize to my husband for ruining the mood, but it was just too funny and I couldn't help it. I can still picture it and it makes me laugh every time. Oh my God, that is so great. I can just picture the tap, the like, like, you know, like, like the confusion, like tap. curiosity, like what's, what is this? tap it we we have a cat and there's definitely been moments where I'm like Milo what are you doing here like get out of here like he's just yeah. like in there or he's like comes in and meowing like I'm like like I'm gonna be like get you you need to go now like you're staring yeah. at me and it's creepy like get out of here <laughs> oh yeah when our dog used to sleep on our bed if he wasn't on the bed he would like whine and whimper and so when we had sex, we had to build like this fortress around of pillows around him. And he would like lift up his head and like pop it on the pillow and just watch us. I'm like, we always had an audience. Like voyeur, voyeur, what's that called? Voyeurism? Like a voyeuristic dog? Yes. <laughs> I was like, um, sir, please look away. <laughs> please look at me now. Like this is not a spectator sport. Yes. <laughs> oh my god these were oh, so good so, funny. so i needed this that was so, yeah I needed a good laugh absolutely and hopefully what ends up happening is you guys just see how how common this is this happens often and all the time and we just gave like a brief few but to know that if you ever had a moment during sex where you were like this is the most embarrassing thing I could ever experience like you're not alone it's probably not the most embarrassing thing anybody has ever experienced there's such a big range and we can laugh at ourselves we can make it you know, funny and lighthearted. We don't have to take ourselves so seriously all the time. So, but this is like one of the beauties of marriage is that you get to laugh about this with your partner. Like yes. when you're really in a committed long-term relationship that these stories just become things you like laugh about. They become in, inside jokes and like, you don't get embarrassed anymore because like this partner has, you're, you know, they've seen everything and <laughs> about you. They know your body. They know like how it ticks and how it moves. And like, you just, it doesn't phase you anymore. So like, it's even yeah. more, I feel like when you get to that stage of married life and like relationship or, and then having kids where you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe 
that happened to us or that we did this when we were young or you'll trust me you'll laugh about it later (laughs) you will you will definitely laugh about it later and if you're not yet I'm sure I'm hoping that this episode gets you into that mindset of like okay it can be lighthearted. we can laugh about it we can be playful and it can be fun so we really hope you guys loved this episode, the slumber party. If and tell have, us your embarrassing stories. We, if, if you have a good one, DM us and share yes. it. And we promise we will keep it anonymous. But yes. we might at some point have a little part two if we get some good <laughs> juicy ones. <laughs> I hope we do. <laughs> I hope so too. <laughs> They're so much fun. Yes. And we will see you in the next episode.